Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 3, Episode 10, Uncommon Leadership. Uncommon circumstances calls for uncommon leadership. The question is, are you an uncommon leader? And if the goal is to make uncommon leaders in your organization, do you know how? Let's talk about it. Hey, greetings and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. So before we begin with today's topic, Uncommon Leadership, we would like to make an announcement that going forward, we will start releasing these podcasts at 9 a.m. on Monday mornings, Eastern Standard Time. So instead of them coming out at 7, they will start coming out at 9 a.m. Okay, so... With that being said, uncommon leadership. Uncommon leadership uh, comes about, you know, due to uncommon circumstances uh, that calls that calls for uncommon leadership. And uncommon leadership can be seen in roughly, you know, five different areas of the organization. They have different time contexts. Uh, in different areas. Uh, it can be seen in employee engagement, uh, employee retention, company culture, products and services, and of course, the legacy of the organization, which is basically the, the reputation of, of, the, uh, of the organization. See, uh, you know, common is the expectation, but uncommon is that which is above and beyond, you know, uh, the the expectation that goes above and beyond. See, if you can look through your organization, right, you can see uncommon leadership found in people who do not even have leadership uh, titles or authority or positions. You just see them stepping outside of the box as it relates to you know, everyday practices and their work, they have accepted accountability of seeing the organization be successful. They strive to live up to the uh, key performance indicators and the core values and mission of the organization, whether they have a leadership position, title, authority, or not. That is a real example of uncommon leadership. Now, this could be, <laughs> you know, both positive and negative. We would love to see more of it being in a positive light of uncommon leadership. But uncommon leadership definitely can be negative uh, as well. And that is, is what you don't want to see, right? Uh, when you see someone going above and beyond to go completely contrary to the KPIs, uh, the core value and the mission statement, the expectations of the organization and has influenced others to do so. That's a negative influence. That's negative, uncommon leadership. Now, that form of uncommon, right? Uh, leadership is more common 
than the positive uncommon leadership. I hope all these commons is not making you crazy. (laughs) But uh, again, I repeat, that negative uncommon type of leadership is more common than positive uncommon leadership that is found in organizations. Why? Because research shows that most organizations have a high toxic rate, have a high toxic rate. This is like, you know, a a freshwater fish swimming in extremely salt waters, right? Uh, There's an old, um, you know, example that's given that if you have a an extremely dirty fish bowl and the fish inside are dirty you take the fish out clean the fish off and put the fish back into the dirty fish bowl well eventually that fish is going to become dirty again because the bowl is still dirty that represents the toxicity of an organization that is extremely toxic, right? Uh, Where if you were to, you know, the cleaning out off a fish, if you were to fire an employee who's been toxic, but you don't do anything to correct the toxic culture that toxic individual helped to produce, then you bring someone new in and if you don't have a real structure intact, uh, that new employee is going to eventually succumb, right? Uh, succumb to the same type of negative toxic behavior. So this is where positive uncommon leadership steps in to make sure that the employee engagement, employee retention, the company culture, the products and services, and the legacy of the organization are on track of being the greatest that it could be. There are three components in being uncommon leadership. There are three components in being uncommon leadership. And with these three components, we want you to really study yourself and see if you have these three components. And if not, they can be developed. Right. So this is not something that is found. You know, it's not just esoteric. It's not just uh, for a selective few. This can be developed. The first one is the three mindsets of next generation leaders. The three mindsets of next generation leaders. What are the three mindsets of next generation leaders? To adapt, innovate, and connect. Adapt to the times. Look at how the times have changed, right? And they're ever changing, especially with, okay, when this pandemic hit, it produced restrictions to where we had to isolate ourselves with social distancing, right? And so then here's a digital platform or digital platforms became prevalent in how we did business with 
Zooms and Teams and Google and all of those things, you know, these digital platforms became prevalent, right? And so then when the restrictions are being lifted, right, some of these uh, uh, digital platforms are now going back to their normal, uh, going back to their normal um, cycles of how they were doing business. But then, you know, some of these COVID numbers seem to be rising again, which is unfortunately, but maybe fortunately going to produce the uh, necessity for going back into a restricted isolation or social distance. And then the digital platforms will become more prevalent once again. But if we as next generation leaders we must have the mindset to adapt to these times. And one of the ways that helps us to adapt is you have to stay flexible, right? You have to stay flexible. <laughs> so if you're not staying flexible, you know, uh, you, you have to stay flexible. And then the next thing is uh, that you have to tap into potential. You have to tap into potential. What does that mean? Like we give these uh, trainings, right? And with the trainings, we, we help organizations to understand don't hire perfection, hire potential. When one is perfect, right, <laughs> for the job, even though, okay, so you if, you if your definition of perfect, meaning that they have the potential of what you're looking for, then that's fine. If that's what you call perfection. But if you call someone perfect, which means that they are exactly what you're looking for to do the job that is needed right now. Well, what if something were to happen where, you know, times change like in this pandemic and the person that you hired was perfect for the time context that you hired them in and all that was involved in that time. But now that time has changed and this person does not have flexibility or, you know, does not have the mindset to adapt. Well, then uh, that person is going to be lost <laughs> as it relates to, you know, the transition, you know, of what's happening. See, so always hire potential. Potential means that this person is coachable, this person is flexible, right? This person uh, uh, can can adapt to the times. So the three mindsets of next generation leaders is to adapt, then to innovate. See, from that adaption, they are able to innovate products and services that accommodate the uh, adaptation of the times or the adaption of the times, right? So... They can, uh, you know, accommodate, you know, the, the shift in in circumstances, <laughs> in other words. And then not only can they innovate with their products and services, but then they can connect to the people. Right. Not just uh, the uh, customers, not just the internal staff members, but also uh, your shareholders and your funders or investors. They can connect with them. Why? Because they have adapted, right? 
And their innovation in their products and their services and in their language, the language will reflect the actual times that we're in, which will help them to connect better with the people. So these are the three components. These are the three mindsets, pardon me, of next generation leaders. The first one is they got to have the three mindsets of next generation leaders. The second component of uncommon leadership is they have to have a coaching mindset. A coaching mindset, right? But the coaching mindset simply means, you know, it goes back to the fishbowl thing. Instead of firing, right, a, uh, an employee, you coach that employee. You reskill that employee. Research shows that to fire and then have to rehire a new employee takes between 33 and 50 percent of that employee's salary to fire, to advertise, to, to, to interview, to rehire, to onboard, right? Then benefits packages and all of that. It takes all of that money and that process to replace that employee. Why not spend a fraction of that and uh, help that employee that you think is, you know, salvageable, if I'm using that word correctly, if you can save that employee, because sometimes you just have to pluck a bad tooth out of the mouth. I I get that. But sometimes you can do a, a root canal or sometimes you can just put a a cap over the tooth, right? That's saving the tooth in the mouth, right? So you can do that with an employee that's worth that investment. Saving that employee with upskilling or giving them some new soft skills, as, as, as the old words say, or give them some more skills, right? That helps them to, um, to, 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 to adapt to the times in which we're in to make a transition from one mindset, which equals one work performance, to another mindset, which would equal a better work performance. I've been a part of an organization before, you know, years ago that did not have a um, training process by which when an employee was on the cusp of being fired, they would just send them to HR, give them a warning letter, give them a second warning letter, but there was no training in between to help this employee to really understand the consequences of their actions and how their actions are producing these circumstances by which they're getting these write-up letters. So your organization uh, if, if your employees are worth in v- being invested in, right, uh, you should really have a uh, l- leadership um, program that's in your organization, a coachable mindset, a coaching mindset in your organization, right? So then uh, from that, the third component uh, that you know, uncommon leaders have is a connection to the four trends that are taking place uh, in the world today based on this transition. And we'll talk some more about the four trends later. Yeah. In fact, if you would like to, you can listen to one of our prior um, 
uh, podcast that talks about the four trends, right? There are four great trends that are taking place um, in, 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 in America and the world based on this pandemic. And whether you believe it or not, they're happening. And we'll talk about them at a later time. But again, uncommon leadership has these three components. The three mindsets of next generation leaders, a coaching mindset, and a connection to the four trends. So the goal is to make uncommon common. (laughs) The goal is to make uncommon common. And how you do this. So how you make uncommon common is in your organization. The first thing you do, and I learned this from Dr. Nanette Miner, better known as the training doctor. She says, you know, leadership, leadership development starts from day one for everyone. Day one for everyone. Why is this important? Because this strengthens, this builds and strengthens your leadership bench. Think of it in terms of uh, sports teams analogies that have first string, second string, and third string, right? You would have someone who is on the bench waiting for the opportunity to play. And now when they don't have the opportunity to play, still invite them to the games, If that makes sense, still invite them to the meetings, still invite them to leadership development training courses so that when the time comes, they don't have to get ready. They're already ready. Okay, so how so if the goal is to make uncommon common, how we do that is number one, leadership and development training from day one for everyone. Number two is, as we talked about in the three mindsets of next generation leaders, you you hire potential, not perfection. Hire potential and not perfection. Right. And we've already talked about why that's important. And uh, the the next thing is you invest. Right. You invest uh, in your um you invest in your employees. You invest in your employees, but a specific type of employee. You invest in alterationist. Wait a minute. What do you mean alterations to get the, the suits fixed? No. What I mean by this is, you know, it's just like a, a person, right? As they lose weight and as they gain weight, Right. The tailor's job is to uh, fit their uh, clothing uh, to how they actually are. This is the same way you have to have someone in your organization who's an alter who 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 alterates. Right. Or who um, uh, who who does this custom designing uh, of the organization's uh, fit. You know, it, I hope this makes sense. Right. If you have, you know, if you go to an alterationist, they hem your pants, they put the cuff in or not cuff. They fix zippers, they fix your sleeves, they bring in or they expand out. Right. So you have to have someone in your organization who can tailor the job to fit certain circumstances. In other words, it's 
putting the right cheeks <laughs> in the right seats. You, you don't want to hire someone who's a cook to be your mechanic. Right. So just simply because you need to fill a position. This is why some organizations just crash and burn because they're putting heartbeats right in an organization. But the, the, the talent match is not there. So you're you're filling a quota of having a certain amount of employees because, you know, your budgetary requirements says you got to have X, Y and Z. OK, you're fitting that. But look at the quality of the work output that's happening within your organization that it's really substandard because you're just putting a human being there, but you're not putting the right talent match there. So. Uh, someone who is uh, on your uh, interview team must be an alterationist. Got to know how to put, you know, the right fit for the right circumstances. Got to know how to, you know, look at where the need is and putting the right candidate in the right position. In fact, Gallup even had it uh, that 75 percent. I'm sorry, 82 percent of uh, uh, companies promote the wrong talent match into leadership positions. Which, of course, uh, helps with the 75 percent of the reason why people quit their jobs. See, so it is very important that you know how to invest in a team member who is like an alterationist in your interview uh, on your interview team. So if the goal is to make uncommon common, how you do it is you have leadership development from day one. You hire potential and not perfection and you invest in an alterationist. Now, there are four challenges um, that uncommon leaders have to recognize, right? Or it's better known as the clue. They not they need to be able to pick up the clue, right? Which is conflict coaching, leadership potential, unconscious bias, and emotional intelligence. If your uh, uncommon leaders have the clue, right? Got a clue on the organization. Got a clue, you know, the C-L-U-E, conflict coaching, leadership potential, unconscious bias, and emotional intelligence. You yourself can develop uncommon leaders in your organization. Why is this so important? Well, first of all, you got to look at something here, right? So, with an unconscious bias, that, that's a social stereotype about certain groups of people that individuals form outside their own conscious awareness, right? So everyone holds unconscious beliefs about various social and identity groups, and uh, these biases stem from one's tendency to organize social worlds by categorizing. In other words, unconscious bias are mental shortcuts that aid in decision making as the brain processes uh, millions of pieces of information per second. 
You know what I'm saying? So that being said, these these biases can can lead to skewed judgments and reinforce stereotypes. So you got somebody that's coming into your organization to an interview and they sound like right something that you're used to. They sound like uh, what you like, but not necessarily what you need. Right. They sound like what you're used to. You may hire this person and not realize that's an unconscious bias. Right. That you're actually inviting failure into your organization. So you must with an unconscious bias, you must be tapped into your emotional intelligence. See, with emotional intelligence, uh, uh. You know, with the emotional intelligence, you, you, it, it's most often defined as uh, the ability to perceive, use, understand, manage and handle emotions. So these unconscious bias can have you excited about what you're hearing from an individual who sounds like what you like. And it sounds like the norm. But you got to keep in mind you're striving for un common leadership. Hey, thank you for enjoying another episode of Leadership is Podcast, Uncommon Leadership, Season 3, Episode 10. We really hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode of Leadership is Podcast. And we talked about the three components of uncommon leadership, how you can develop uncommon leadership, and the challenges that uncommon leaders have to face. If you would like to know more of how JM Leadership Development can help your organization to fill or build your leadership bench, please do not hesitate to reach out. Email at thejasonamohammed at gmail.com or you can give us a call 828-333-7234 and we will respond promptly. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.